Welcome everybody to episode 69 of Biting the Bullet. Nice. Hey. I'm doing my co-host, Typo. Heyo. And it's me, your boy Luke. And uh, we got a one that's been needing to be done today. We haven't, we've, you know, every once in a while we touch on the topic. Um, we do like kind of in-depth dives. We've done one with Seaburn. Uh, um boy on instagram and pat we talked about cops and then we had a couple with jared in our early episodes about cops but this one's uh close to home and it kind of got uh, i said something about it on twitter um it was after a cop like held a black dude at gunpoint at a hotel um when he obviously had nothing to do with it but we're gonna go over that too but today's episode to keep it brief is on the phoenix pd or Phoenix Metropolitan PD. So, like all, you know, Mesa, Gilbert, fucking surprise, Tucson. Well, Tucson's kind of getting wrapped in here, but fucking all those people. Because there's a real problem in Phoenix and their police department. And, uh, yeah, I think we got we got some stats that we'll start out with here in a second. But you got anything to start the show? Uh, yeah, I mean... So without stats, I just meant in general. Yeah, over just, the subjects, and then yeah, we can jump sure. into some I just stats think about that. Um, I mean, we're basically zoning in on Arizona, but it's probably because it's you know a little close to home for us. It's where we live now, and uh, I just think that you know with the atmosphere going on, I think these things are only going to get worse. In interactions between police and civilians, they're only going to get worse. On and I think problems are going to rise on both sides. Yeah, we were talking about that before. I'm pretty sure we'll get into that. Yeah, as we go and on. Uh, I think um, I just want to lay out, you know, a quick few stats. Um, so <clears throat> most arrests that happen in here in Arizona, uh, they come from. I would not. I would say the second most is drug uh, drug abuse. So about drug offenses? Drug offense or drug abuse violations. Okay. So 31,000 is the arrest that happened in Arizona, which could be the highest, but just some other things that I think is interesting to point out. But uh, DUIs, about 20, 23,000. I don't really know what drunkenness is. Tempe, but, drunk public. But that's about 14,000. Scottsdale. And yeah. I mean, arrest doesn't necessarily mean uh, wrong prosecution yeah and but uh, just the rest in general I, I, a lot of these I think are um, unneeded I think some of them can be handled in different ways and I think we'll go into that a little bit more but I mean uh, there is things that uh, like simple assault which I actually don't really know what that means uh, yeah I don't know what the difference between simple and yeah simple complex assault is you know there's simple assault and I don't really know what uh, the the range that pops up in simple assault, but that's twenty six thousand. So you could say maybe that's good, but then there's this. It says all other offenses, and that's the top one. All other offenses. All other offenses except traffic, and that's seventy four thousand. And I'm, I mean, arrest. Arrest. Is that per year? That's this was two thousand sixteen. Wow. The earliest stat I could find. Um, but 
I just didn't. Or no, no, no. 2016 till now is oh, what okay. it is. All right, sorry, I said that wrong. But I don't really know what all other offenses except traffic are. But that's seventy four thousand, and they. I mean, they're pretty specific on a lot of these things. Larceny uh, is 31,000. 31, Disorderly conduct at twenty three. Uh, vandalisms on here. Liquor laws. Liquor laws. That's nine thousand people that are arrested. That's for, like that's like businesses being fined and arrested mm-hmm. for them. Aggravated assault at almost nine thousand. Burglaries on here. Uh, weapon. So a weapons isn't carrying, possessing is at three thousand. So it's just it, there's a lot of things that you know. I think there's some serious offenses on here. Absolutely. That I believe that think people should be at least dealt with in some matter, maybe prosecuted in court. Um, but there's a lot of offenses that I think that are just not well, and what the fuck is all other offenses? Yeah, and I, yeah, and especially when it goes down the line. I mean, and it, traffic's not part of it. And yeah, I mean, and that I, I couldn't even find that on the. But like when I was looking it up, uh, traffic is like the highest because I was looking at budget, and that's what my stats are: is budget, budgetary stuff for the Phoenix PD. But the highest income that they have is from traffic violations. Yeah. Obviously. And that's probably pretty... That's probably pretty true in a lot of ...standard for majority of the states. And, like, right there, the fact that you're getting... The fact that it's ran like a business... Yes. ...seems kind of wrong. Like, yeah. you have a... Like, even if you don't have a quota, you know you could possibly end up getting paid more the more that your district does. Yeah. You know? Um... So real quick with uh, the Phoenix PD, we're not going to spend too much time on like Phoenix PD stats. It's kind of we're going to go into break down specific cases that have been um, pretty big and consistent. I would say with how the Phoenix PD acts, but um, some Phoenix PD stats. You know they had uh, our budgetary concerns just came up this last couple months. Um, it's about that time, and uh, five hundred forty million uh, is what. Their Phoenix PD's budget was in 2010, and today in 2020, I think it was passed at the end of July, um, 745 million in 2020. That's so like that's our new budget, basically and, doubled. Yeah, in ten it, years. Yeah, it's gone almost. Yeah, I think it's about. I think the number was like 45. Or I think it was 65 percent or something like that. Um, and then the new thing that they did that's been like a big deal because they it's from what they saved from parks not being open and things like that not being open um they took the money from that and kind of defunded some of the stuff too and put it towards a three million dollar um community oversight committee which was funded from reimbursement funds that they will get from the u.s government that they paid to employees on corona-related leave. So think about that for a second. They put people on leave to, you know, because it's corona and there's obviously jobs in the U.S. government that are not fucking... And they're getting paid. Yeah, and they're getting paid. Yeah, so the government can shut down other businesses, Yeah, force them to apply for uh, unemployment. unemployment benefits. Which... And the companies have to pay for unemployment. Yeah, and... I guarantee that they're fucking. Well, I bet you the U.S. government, what whoever whatever districts had or not whatever districts whatever businesses that the U.S. government had 
um, ran by the government that shut down and is still paying employees, didn't pay into unemployment or anything else. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that money's not going back into whatever those specific subjects are. That should honestly not be – they're not essential, so why are they a government job? (laughs) Um, That's my thing. But then anyways, uh, in this whole time period, it's just ridiculous that – we they get they consistently get more money every year while not bringing in and so this is my next half is their clearance rates have dropped from 2018 to 2020. So uh, what clearance rates are is the amount of cases solved basically. Um, so in uh, 2018 they had 1,086 rapes reported. Um, they solved 109 of them. So that's a uh, 10% solved case rate in 2018. And in 2010, um, they had a – oh, no. Now it's – sorry. In, they had 1,086 rapes reported in 2018 and uh, I think they had a – I think it was like a 65% um, solved clearance rate of those and now they had a 109 that it was about the same amount of cases. Uh, they only solved 109 and they've only solved 10% of those cases uh, in today's like Phoenix PD. And then in 2000, I think that this number's from 2010, they had or 72.4% of murders were cleared. And in 2018, it dropped to 68.9%. So it's like, yeah, I can understand there's variable. Yeah, it changes. It changes. It's going to vary. Like some cases are harder than others, but it's like this across the board. There's multiple – There's there was multiple stats that it was like it's progressively gotten worse as a whole. Um, yeah, and as their, as their funding or budget increases, you would expect that these they, things it should would, get better. These things should be solved The trend frequently. shouldn't be down. It should be up. Or it shouldn't even be stable. Yeah. It should be going up. Yeah, it should be going up. Um, from 2008 to 2018, one-third of ho- homicides went unsolved. Um and then the last stat that I have was officers have shot 212 people between 2011 and 2018. And I think it was like 75% of those people died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like they're – and they've – and as the years, if you look at years of like individual years, if you look at shootings, they've progressively gotten more – Shootings. Well, more shootings obviously and then more um, deadly. Yeah. So it's yeah. not – it's not that people survive now so much. It's gotten closer to if you're in a shootout or not even if you're in a shootout. If the cops shoot at you, you're more likely to die now than you were 10 years ago. And we keep paying them more money. Um, and as you'll see in these cases, uh, a lot of times it's – you're not even – you're not shooting. Mm-hmm. And you didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. And you end up getting shot and killed. Yeah, we have uh, got we a have couple a, cases, couple examples. We just want to run through, and then we'll probably explain them and then break them down for you. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Or do you want to start? You you can start. All right. Me. So uh, this is the one that kind of set me off, and is why we wanted to do this episode. Uh, it happened on the thirtieth of what was last month, August. Um, it was uh, at a hotel here in Phoenix. It's with this guy. Named Officer Ronald Kurzaya. He's a uh, white dude, fucking police officer that's had some, has multiple complaints over his police career. 
I think it said he was in for like uh, 10 or 12 years, something like that. But anyways, this whole situation, he was called to do something good. That was his whole reason for being there. Uh, there was a white male in a white shirt and tan pants. And the only reason why I know that is because Officer Kerzaev walks up to the fucking um, hotel manager and asks, Hey, I got called here because there's a guy waving around a gun. What did he look like? So what you're supposed to do as an officer, everything par for the course, right? Well, the guy tells him, the manager tells him, yeah, a white guy came in here. He's been crazy and he's waving a gun around at people and me. Um, it's a white male, white shirt, tan shorts or black shirt, tan shorts. So Officer Kazaya repeats it back to him or repeats it back to him and then says it into his uh, uh, his radio telling, you know, the operator what's going on. So other police that show up to the scene um, will know what they're looking for and why they're looking for him. He says, white male, black shirt, tan pants. Um, last I heard, he was going out this exit. That's where I'm headed now. Cool. Fucking does his job. He starts heading towards that exit. Right when he gets towards, um, I don't even know if it's the right exit, but once he gets towards an exit, because he goes outside and is going around the perimeter of the building, he uh, a black man in a white t-shirt and jeans hops out of the exit. And the cop, Officer Kurzaya, instantly goes, who the fuck are you? Get down on the ground. Show me your hands. Blah, 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 blah. Starts yelling at this fucking dude. Gun drawn, fucking like straight up freaking out mode. And just goes to town on this kid. And this, he's probably like in his 20s. So I don't want to say kid because he's probably around the same age as I am. But just starts going to town on this dude. And the dude's like, bro, I fucking work here. Like, I work here. What do you mean? You're looking for a... He knows because he, he was works the, there. <laughs> yeah, he works there. He's like, you're looking for a white guy with this fucking identification. He's like... And then this is where Officer Kerzaya is wrong. And the reason why, like, I could see him, you know, that first jolt, somebody's coming out of the an exit that you were headed towards. Oh, shit. Draw my gun. Who the fuck is there? First off, doesn't fit your description. But the first thing this dude says is, well, you fit a description that I'm here for. <laughs> After just recently repeating to his own officers on his radio and to the manager, white male, <laughs> fucking black shirt, tan shorts. And he's like, and he's like, dude, I will fuck you up right now if you move. Like, stop fucking moving. And the guy's like, yo, dude, I fucking work here. Ask the manager. You just talked to him. Ask the manager. I fucking work here. And at this point, there's other cops that have already responded. They're inside with the manager. So all he has to do is talk on his fucking radio. And he's mad. And he's like, where's your identification? Where's your fucking identification? Show me your identification. He's like, bro, I'm not moving my hands anywhere but up because you're going to fucking shoot me. Why do you have your gun on me? And they're getting heated. And he's just, he's like trying to shit on this dude's life. Fucking Officer Kerzaya is a goddamn bitch, first off. And um, this isn't his first time. Like, this isn't the first time that he's freaked out for no fucking reason. He doesn't deserve to be a cop. And uh, he, after he fucking calls the manager over his radio, um, he finds out that's not the guy. And this guy works here. No fucking shit, right? He's not a white male. And he doesn't have a fucking gun. That shit pissed me the fuck off. And so after I was looking into this, 
I was looking into Kurt's Ayat, and I wanted to see what else he did. In June of 2019, just a year ago, um, almost a year to date from the incident that happened this year, Kurziah fucking goes to a house that had a domestic violence dispute. I think it was called on by neighbors. Um, and he goes in, knocks on the door, and a guy opens the doors, bigger black dude, opens the door, and he's like, hello? And he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. And Kurziah's like, I need to talk to you. And the guy's like, no, I'm good. And like goes to walk back inside, and he's like, get your fucking hands up and then like starts going after the guy and the guy like walks inside of his house like get the fuck out of my house you're not allowed to be here he announced obviously the guy knew that he was police maybe didn't know what he was doing there even if he and his wife got in a yelling argument that most people that happens most people aren't going to be like oh that's why the cops showed up it's like no i'm not fucking talking to you you didn't tell me why you were here and he's like no you need to fucking listen to me you need to fucking listen to me well, as this progressed, um, the man that was being yelled at or got the domestic violence dispute called on him. He ends up picking up his one-year-old daughter because she's screaming and crying, running around the house. Um, because she's like, why is this fucking man getting in an altercation with my father? So he picks her up and he's still talking to the cop. Kurzai is still like, you need it. He draws out his taser this time. At least it's not his fucking gun, right? Draws out his taser. Fucking... Um, keeps yelling at the guy, keeps yelling at the guy, not diffusing the situation at all. And I think that's where I have a problem where it's like, yo, that's your, that should be your first instinct as a cop. It's not to, I'm making an arrest. It's, I need to understand what's happening here. If you're put in this position that you need to go straight into running and gunning. Yeah. I kind of understand that. But both of these positions, he didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? What yeah, the you, fuck is happening? There needs to be a certain level of force or like if, if, if something is happening and sure, maybe the cop has justification or right to investigate the situation, but if someone's maybe not listening, I don't think <laughs> reaching to the level of like pulling out your taser and yelling at the guy is the next step to take in that right. process. And you know what? There was two other cops there with them, uh, both female. So it was Officer Kaziah and these two other ones. And the one cop, one of the female cops looks extremely uncomfortable. She doesn't like where this is heading. You can see it in her face during most of the video. So she ends up at a certain point moving, asking the guy, the gentleman, if he can move, if she can move around him to make sure he's not armed, um, that he's not armed with anything, a gun, whatever. And, and not coming up and touching him, but moving around him. So she's on one side, Kurzai is on the other. And then the third of... Uh, police officer is sitting there next to um, the wife who's still like what the fuck is going on um, to a certain extent and then so she moves around him checks him out doesn't see anything in his waistband he's in a white t-shirt and some fucking pants and uh, his belly holds up his shirt enough that you can get a good look at his waistline like it wasn't like oh he's concealing something there you know what I mean unless it was like tucked into his fucking front shorts where he's holding his front, his child. So it's like, whatever. This guy's not fucking coming after you. He's retreating into his own home with you already in it, letting another police officer check him out as moving around him and now giving him actually nowhere to go, you know? And Officer Kaziah, after she says he's not armed, he's fine. He's like, no, that's not how this fucking works. You're going to listen to me right now. 
And it's like, okay, so you're a giant fucking bitch with a power trip, and that's why you are in situations like this pretty often. It makes yeah. sense. It makes fucking sense. And this is a, this is a constant with Phoenix PD. I mean, you saw it with Daniel Schaefer, and we're gonna have to do a full episode on Daniel Schaefer. But mm-hmm. like, it, it's a it's a power trip for these people, and it's and there's and like I said, it's not all police officers. I get a lot of, of flack from that from. You know, family members, uh, people like that that are like, well, not all officers are like that. And it's like, I get it. It's not all officers. But it allows officers to do this. This is the second time in two years this has happened. And then he same ends up... Person. It's the same guy. And then he ends up, at, at a certain point, he ends up tasing the guy with his one-year-old in his arms. Yeah. And it's like, he's not fighting you. He's standing in the middle of his living room... All of his kids are there. He's got two other kids, including the, the one-year-old. The other officer has searched him yeah. and confirmed he has no weapons. Yeah. And it's like, the wife is sitting there like, I don't want a des- domestic... She's not going to press any charges. She's been yelling it from the side the entire time. Because yeah. obviously they either thought there wasn't... Like, she thought that there wasn't any domestic... They could have just gotten in a fucking argument. Or playing fucking Crash Bandicoot all night making salsa. <laughs> which we'll get into that at fucking one. But that one really fucking bugs me. And it's people like this that... This is why people say there isn't um, good apples. Like, that's... like yeah. There can be good people in a police force. Do I think they're good because of their job? No, I don't. I think that they can be good people outside of their job. And I think their jobs ultimately corrupt itself. Yeah. But, like, this is why people have the affliction that they have towards cops. Yeah. And it just, especially in that situation, like, I think, let's just say the first situation that had, that was in, what, 2019, you said? Um, Yeah, the taser one. Like, why... Why are we not putting these police officers through de-escalation training? Yeah. Like, at the very least, like, everyone knows our position on what we think should happen, but for, you know, in the short run, or if we're going to come under this idea that police should, you know, protect us and that's their job, they need to be they need to be through more extensive training in this process. And then the number one thing they should be training on is de-escalation. Yes. Like, that is that should what, be, like, your whole fucking job. Dude, I... I mean, it's not as surreal or as real, I guess, as being a police officer, but that was our first thing that they even, you know, we went over to some PowerPoint and we, you know, they talked about it when we were getting our armed, unarmed and armed guard 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 guards here in Arizona. Yeah, for real, dude. I don't know how the it works. The whole thing, the whole, our whole scenarios was de-escalation. Yes, it was all de-escalation. We were not there to force anything unless it led to that point. But our whole job was to de-escalate it, try to reason with the person and just let them understand that this is the situation that's happening and this is what these are the rules we have to enforce. And I think the same thing needs to go for no not I don't even think the same thing. I think especially what needs to happen is that needs to be more de-escalation training for police officers. I think that is the very first step you should be taking in any scenario that you run into. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even with our even when we did that, so we Typo, Nick, and I, we all worked armed security. And we went up to fucking, what was it? No, Laughlin? Yeah, Laughlin, Nevada. Yeah, Laughlin, Nevada. It's right on the border between Nevada and fucking Arizona. And we did a big old thing. But before we're going, the dude, our boss, is literally like, if you have to take out your gun, you better be like, damn sure. Oh, you have to. Like, that person better have a knife and is running at you with it. Oh yeah. And and 
the, I mean, we were open carrying, and that's a that's a huge deterrent alone. Yeah, that is a huge deterrent alone. Right, and so like he's like, and I'd recommend you not fire at all, even like like you if you have to draw that person better have a gun, like basically because well first off he hired us because we were like. For, we weren't fucking bloodthirsty maniacs. It wasn't like we were walking around like, hey, we we just want to get in some shit. We were like, no, we kind of have an affliction for – or not affliction, but like a like a soft spot for protecting people. And, you know, we kind of wanted to – and it made pretty decent money and it was like, yeah. I get to carry around a gun all day. Fuck. It's pretty cool. Yeah. People don't talk to me. It's cool. So, <laughs> you know, and it's like – I mean, that's all I fucking do is de-escalate situations, whether it's us out at bars or fucking, I don't know, any time at my job. Like, that's your whole, like, that was, that's been my whole life is trying to de-escalate situa- situations. Um, it's easy. Yeah. You find common ground. Get people to talk. Like, yeah. that's the easiest fucking thing in the world. But with the, the armed security, we didn't run into any problems. Actually, more people liked us three while we were out there. Because we were just fucking chill and didn't give a shit that we had guns on our... Because it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it honestly didn't... I don't care that I have a gun on my fucking hip. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't matter. And the other people, the other armed security is just walking around annoyed the entire time that these people are stupid. You know? And, you know, they hated those guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're... they're Just by being assholes in general, because they think that... Because and they have... There was an incident where there was uh, an armed security guard there in... Laughlin, where he was escalating things. Yeah. And, well, you know what the other security guards did when he started to escalate things? De-escalated. They told him to shut the fuck up and get away. Yeah. Like, that was the first thing that they, I mean, I wasn't there for that. Uh, I I forgot about that. That was a while ago. And, but, I mean, I know the guy, and I mean, I worked with him a lot, and he was kind of a dick. Yeah, he was a dick. I didn't really think he should have been a security guard, but, um, whatever he was, but he was escalating something. And remember that – I can't remember his name. But the guy that we were friends with, that he was pretty cool. He was the one that was like, no, dude, chill out. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. The customer – not even the customer, the Yeah, because they were trying to get in the gate. Yeah, and the guy was, you know, doing, dick. doing something that was a dick. But the other guy, instead of like, you know, telling him like, you can't fucking be here, he took it to the extreme and was like cussing this guy out and like calling him a piece of shit and arguing with the guy at an extreme level that's not in any way de-escalation. Yeah. And the other security guard basically told him to back off, and then he started talking to the guy, de-escalated the situation, and then people left. Yeah. They were gone. Yeah, and it just works out so much better. (laughs) Yeah. For everybody. Because now that guy's done being a dick, the company still saves some sort of face. True, yeah. And I just, I think that needs to be the first and number one deterrent that or thing that fucking cops need to do and i think you know there's probably i I don't know i i honestly don't know the stats but i'm sure a lot of cops do do it it's just that the cops that don't are not held accountable when they don't do it and that's the biggest and that's the problem but uh move in i would say we can probably move into the next story this one we did touch on on our podcast before uh but it was when um there was this uh little girl and this it was this family it was a man and a woman. The woman was pregnant, and they had a one-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter. And they were at some dollar store. And uh, I fucking watched, shopping at dollar store. Yeah, they're shopping at a dollar store, and the um, the daughter stole a doll. Like she straight up walked out of the store, 
It's like a little Barbie. It's like you, like I'm, one of those little boxes. A with box. A Barbie doll in it's it. like the clear plastic outside. So you look inside and you see the fucking. It's one of those expensive Barbie dolls, and um, she clearly walks out, doesn't pay, and um, in the security footage, uh, you see the man checking out the underwear, and he keeps picking up underwear and putting it down, and then he walks away from the underwear, and then. Then they show her, uh, the mom at the at the checkout, she's checking out, and behind her is the daughter, and that's when she grabs the Barbie doll, and then she just walks out of the store. And then they walk out together, and they looks like they're going toward their car, and then the police officer is coming in the store, and it looks like someone tells him something, which I'm assuming that's when he's telling the cop, hey, that, that family just stole a doll. So, the cops follow them as they go home and they pull into the apartment. Right there, that's wild. Yeah. Like, why? Why follow them home? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say that's maybe maybe justified just because you're trying no, to... No, but like, why didn't you just stop them? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, it was only like a couple minutes apart. Yeah. You, you could have, you probably, you probably could have caught them, but... But the thing is, is, they were looking for a reason to pull them over. Sure. That's what they were doing. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that right there in itself is a problem. Mm-hmm. Like if if you were told, how I mean, don't get me wrong. People are gonna be upset if you just approach them and were like, "Hey, the store owner just said, even if it wasn't store owner, this person just said your daughter stole a doll." I, I know it's an awkward conversation. Yeah. Um, did she steal a doll by ha- perhaps? Can I see the doll? Can I see the receipt? Yeah. Like that's like that's it. That's it. They might get hostile with you. They might turn around and be like, oh shit, we didn't buy that doll. Yeah. Where did you get that child? And I'll be honest, I mean, in the security footage, like the girl's a four-year-old little girl. She's carrying this big-ass box that's to her size, half her size. I think any normal parent would have noticed that they have a fucking, a, a, their kid has something they're not supposed to. Right. Regardless, maybe the parents played maybe one thought played ignorant or yeah, or maybe, one thought one had bought it already yeah, and I yeah. was like whatever sure but like who knows there's a but just doing that simple fact will get rid of this whole situation after the fact yes so they follow him back to the apartment and immediately uh, the first uh, patrol or squad car that rolls up and he takes he starts uh, aggressively talking to the uh, father and Pulls him out of the car and arrest him, and what? And then other cops show on scene. The second cop aims his gun at a pregnant woman and her two kids. And I don't really, I can't really tell exactly if the father wasn't completely complying. But the thing, but things got very tense. If someone, if I, someone aims a, a weapon at my fucking uh, daughter, at my son, and my pregnant fiance. I'm going to be very upset about that, and yes. I don't know how exactly I'm going to react. Yeah, and especially I'll, me, because I'm a fucking petty asshole. His name was uh, Drayvon Ames, and his fiance I, uh, Isaiah Aisha. or Aisha Harper, and they had a one-year-old daughter and a four-year or one-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter. This happened back in May of uh, May 29th. Um, I think this was last year, actually. Actually, no. No, I think it's it was this year. It was 2020. Sorry. And, um, but, uh, basically the cops escalated the thing to another level. I mean, let's, let's just, I'll read off some quotes that they say. 
Um, this is in front of a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And when a I pregnant tell, woman. When I tell you to do something, you fucking do it. That was what the officer said to Ames when he was arresting him. He apologizes twice, says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The officer repeats it. When I tell you to do something, you fucking do it. Then it has footage of the another officer pointing his weapon at the it's, the woman was in the back seat she uh, with her kids. And he says, get your fucking hands up. And the woman says, I can't. I have uh, my son in my hand. And I'm with my kids. I'm pregnant. Um, uh, then the then the officer says, "I could have fucking I could have shot you in front of your fucking kids." Um, then they get her out of the car, and uh, the cop walks up to her and points in his face. Very, I mean, it's aggressive. The whole time they're being very aggressive. And they haven't even like told them what yeah. they did. Yeah, this is at they, this I, point. I'm not. I will say I'm not sure about that. Just because I don't know what happened. Prior to the well, prior to the the, the video yeah. starting. Prior to the video starting. Um, well, I just remember. Well, from the video, I just remember the Ames Devon like repeatedly asking like, "What did we do?" Yeah, like yeah, I yeah, do yeah. remember that from the video. Yeah, he did say that. I'm not, but I'm just not sure what they were told. I don't. I'm not sure what they were told before that. Um, uh, they pull him out of the car. They're very, very aggressive. They're still pointing the weapon at the uh, pregnant mom and her kids. They're, they're, and and the video too. They were trying to arrest the mom with her one year old child in her hand. Yeah. And the cop was trying to take the child out of her hands. Yeah, I'd flip out. And then the na- that this the footage that I'm talking about came from the neighbors. And that's when the neighbor comes over and was like, "I'll take the kids. I'll take the kids." And I, I mean. I don't know their apartment situation. I won't act like I do. I'm just saying in my... We live in an apartment. I don't, don't know anybody. I, we don't know here. anyone in this apartment. We don't know a goddamn person. We've talked to some of them, but we don't know them personally. Like, I don't think if... Just say if I had a kid, I don't know if... I don't think I would trust any of these people. I wouldn't people give somebody my dog. Is, yeah, exactly. I don't trust any of these people. And also, the family dollar location didn't press charges and didn't even report this. It came from an anonymous source. So someone that saw it, which is... This is that's fine. That's, that's what fine. you're supposed to do. If we want the society that we want, you're not going to be able to see everything that happens. So that's cool, whatever. But they didn't even talk to the the victimized party at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, the... Uh, so the girl, said, the girl kept saying that I had two kids... And one of the uh, officers responds, I don't give a shit. Put your hand up. I just want you to let you know that this was in the summer of Arizona. Yeah, it's they, like 110 out. They're standing on concrete and these fucking, it's in a parking lot. Didn't like, the kids have like not have shoes on or something like that? I don't know about the, uh, I couldn't tell. The one-year-old, no, they had they have shoes on. They okay. had shoes on, but they were expecting the cop, the cop was expecting her to put the baby down on the ground. I don't know what insane. any normal person that would let their child be on the concrete ground that's a one-year-old, regardless if it's, I don't know, 120 degrees outside and you can Dude, literally get severe burns if you put your kid on that. There's like whole Vine compilations, fucking trending hashtags on Twitter to see what you can bake in the summer heat in Phoenix, Arizona. Because there's people that you can fry eggs literally on the asphalt. Like, it gets hot. Like, you can... It, it could get up to 160 degrees on the asphalt on a 110-degree day. It mm-hmm. gets more than that on fucking 
if it gets up to 120, it holds almost 60 degrees of heat. Yeah. So it's like, yo, what the fuck? And in front of this man's family, this is before. And I'll, I'll tell you, when the video that I, the videos that I saw, it, they were like, you know, they started filming halfway through the altercations. But I would say that the man was completely c- complying. Yeah, he was. He was complying. And, but there was multiple officers giving him different instructions. So it's kind of yeah. hard to know the who's, entire time. what to do in what situation. The guy put his hands up. One officer saying was put it behind his back. He puts his hands up. Whatever. Now, at one point, right before they put the father into the cop car, he tells him, I'm going to put a fucking cap in your fucking head. Dude, I don't know any... Like, I don't... Unless I'm watching, like... Some, Sounds like a stick-up. Dude, no. I, exactly. When I'm watching, like, a cop movie and... Uh, and the cop, like you know, when it's those corrupt cops that are kind of shady, the they talk like say that. that. They talk like that in the movies. And I'm not saying that's not a real justification, but I don't think cops should be talking like that. No, you are supposed to be more outstanding and better than the civilians because you are a protector. You yeah. are supposed to be the shepherd protecting the sheep. Yeah. And I don't think you should be talking to your sheep like you're going to put a cap. In their fucking head. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't... I, I mean, I don't... Especially I don't when so. they know the situation, and the situation yes. is a $1 Barbie doll. Yeah. Like, dude, it's it's fucking insane. Tops $5. And, Tops. I mean, uh, I mean the, the dad in this situation, he was 22, and the uh, mom was 24. So it's like, My Jesus man. Christ. Could, My <laughs> man. Could you, could you imagine, dude, at 22 years old, you fucking... You have a kid... Probably out of wedlock. And then... This, <laughs> well, yeah, it's his fiance. Yeah. Who knows if that even the daughter's his. Yeah. But I I just... I don't know. I just... I, put yourself in this situation like... At, at the best case scenario for Drayvon, his daughter accidentally... Or stole a doll. He wasn't paying attention. And they got in the car and they, he was just like, fuck it. Yeah. They whatever. got in the car. Like, he it's was just late. like, whatever. It's too late. Or it's not that big of a deal. And at the worst situation, because the cops also said in, the, in their report initially, they said that they stole a doll, underwear, and some other products. Well, just say it's the worst case scenario in that. And they, they stole, stole 10 bucks of fucking dollar yeah. store products. Well, yeah, they stole 10 bucks worth of stuff. I don't think that's the acceptable level of force that you need to get those uh, that, that property back. No. That is no... Like, if anyone, not even cops, just anyone did that. They'd be like, what the fuck? Like, right? family dollar security is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You might get your point across, but there'd be a lot of people that'd be like... I'm not going to family I'm dollar I'm not going anymore. to family dollar anymore. That's fucking insane. Well, and the thing is, is you get to opt out of family dollar. You don't get to opt out of Phoenix PD. Yeah. And it, it just... And so the family... And this happened... Actually, this was in 2019. Sorry, I might have fucked up in the beginning. The family sued for about twelve million dollars after this incident. Um, it never, they never got twelve million. the The officer that was being aggressive toward the father got fired, and the officer that uh, aimed his gun at the family got six weeks of suspension, no pay. And the Ooh. city, the Phoenix City Council, approved for a four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars settlement instead of the uh, twelve million. So, I mean... But guess who doesn't pay that? 
Yeah, and, and that's another thing too. Is like the cops get to do these things, and sure, the first one was fired, and rightfully so. so yeah, absolutely. Because he fucking kicked the dude's leg out after yeah. he complied with his orders. Wasn't oh, yeah. that? That was, was part of it too. It very aggressive, and it wasn't until there was uh, these cops had no body cam footage. It wasn't yeah. until the um, the neighbors that were filming they posted it online. The cops refused to say anything about it. This went viral. Then the Phoenix police chief came out and said, this is egregious. She put both of them on uh, uh, administrative leave administrative at first, leave at first and, and started an internal investigation, um, which is good. I, I'm glad they got punished. But it's like who actually – like the, the cop that got fired, he he paid a consequence. Yeah, but what does he, what does he do? Yeah. He goes to a different county in yeah. Arizona – and gets another job. And that's the thing. And then it's always the taxpayer that takes the burden of the state. Because they don't get to hire those people. No, I have no say in who the police hire. And I don't know if I should, but I don't understand that the city of Phoenix just, just give out money to people that they wrongfully do when it's technically our money that they're just giving out. Yeah. It's like, you better come up with that fucking money. You fucking did this. Yeah. It's not my fault that the police are pieces of shit. Absolutely. It's like their insurance. Their insurance for negligence in officers. Yeah. That doesn't get paid for out of officers' funds. That gets paid for out of our funds, our tax-collected money. And that's the problem with this system is that it's not like... It protects them. It doesn't protect us. It, it, if the government does something wrong, who loses? It's always the taxpayer, even if it's the government doing something wrong to the taxpayer or if it's the government that did something wrong that they pay something out. It's yeah. always on the taxpayers to pay for these No, just be like, well, you voted for us. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. And But that was uh, – I mean that one was – luckily no one actually got hurt in that situation. Um, but We're just showing a trend. A trend. I mean do you – Yeah, your, the other one that I have is – so this one happened this year. It happened on, fuck, two days after the last one or three days after the last one, um, September 2nd. Um, I'm on, uh, this is from Reason. Um, and I heard about this one pretty soon after it happened because it was, you know, it's after George Floyd. And like this is – it's this another – This Tucson, right? No, this one's – I'll get, I'll get to that one in a second. That's the Marine – but this one is, a man died after police held him on hot asphalt for six minutes. He was reported oh, yeah. for loitering. So this guy, you know, he was, he's a 28-year-old man who died. Um, he'd been subdued on a roadway for approximately six minutes. It was 100 degrees that morning when he was arrested. And this in this Reason magazine, it, it says what I've already said. It's uh, temperatures on the blacktop can climb 40 to 60 degrees above outside temperatures. Um there's a whole bunch of things about, uh, you know, uh, how there's police reform in talks and there's unconstitutional tactics used in police forces and blah, 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 blah. But the whole point is this guy, Mr. Lopez, um, that over-policing and over-criminalization are also salient parts of the discussion. There's a problem here that we need to talk about. And uh, the police, as they're fucking talking to Mr. Lopez, he's wearing ripped pants and he's loitering in, a, in the parking lot. So there's something wrong with this guy. Sure. Um, the police, the, the call that came over, he's act, said he's kind of acting funny. He's over there sticking his tongue out. I don't know what's wrong with him. And that's what they told the dispatcher. And then he got ripped pants on and he's jumping around looking at people's cars. Um, 
And they ask him, what, all right, what exactly is he doing? And he's like, he's out there looking at people's cars, sticking his tongue out, holding, you you know, his, his private parts. You say he's exposing his private parts. And this is the other problem. And this kind of plays into the dispatcher that we'll talk about later. But they try to, it's like a salesperson, you know, like they, they try to upsell the thing that's going on. Like I, this isn't the first time that I've heard of this. She clearly says, and you can hear it in the video that they released, and it's like, he's sticking his tongue out, and he's holding his, you know, his private parts. I didn't say anything about showing them to anybody, doing anything like that, but the first thing that the dispatcher comes back with, you say he's exposing his private parts, and she cuts off the lady. She doesn't even, like, wait for her to finish. She just literally interjects into the sentence, and he's like, no. He's holding it like he's scratching on it or something. Um, and in the video, you can see him like briefly cl- clutching his crotch um, around his shorts. Like not outside of or outside of his shorts, not inside of his shorts. Looks like maybe he's scratching his balls. But there's obviously something wrong with this guy. Yeah. So, you know what? If you know if he wasn't doing that and he was just walking back and forth, probably wouldn't people wouldn't have said anything. But there's obviously something wrong with this guy. He's sticking his tongue out. I don't know many grown men that just walk around sticking their tongue out and then are like <laughs> peeking in people's cars, grabbing their crotch. Yeah. Like it's, there's something going on here. So anyways, um, the police ended up coming. Uh, police – here, I'll just read from the article. A police vehicle arrived at the scene shortly thereafter. At the side of the car, Lopez darted across the street. Any sane person fucking does that nowadays. Um, across the street and into a convenience store. An officer followed him and met Lopez outside as he exited the shop. Lopez ran, throwing a drink over his shoulder that the PPD alleges he stole from the convenience store. Still not proven that he stole it. Uh, Sure. This happened almost a month ago now, and no more facts have come out about this for some reason. I wonder why. Though that didn't factor into his arrest as law enforcement wasn't yet aware of that allegation. He was tackled onto the hot roadway and subdued by three officers after a scuffle, during which one officer can be heard saying, left arm broken, in reference to Lopez. Officers handcuffed him and placed him in leg restraints after he was no longer moving. Lopez can be heard screaming and groaning in the body cam finish, uh, footage, and one of the officers in it, can you can hear him say, you're fine. Additional backup arrive, arrives, there's seven officers there. He's still on the fucking ground. And um, after leaving Lopez on the asphalt for a few minutes, officers carried his body into a police vehicle. Carried his body into a police vehicle. What? (laughs) What the fuck? Carried his body into a police vehicle, at which point they realized he was unresponsive. Oh, no fucking shit. You just carried this man into a police vehicle. They then dragged his body back out and placed him on the ground. Wake up, buddy, an officer says as he shakes Lopez's body. And then after that point, they came to the conclusion that they needed paramedics. They took him fucking to uh, the hospital where he's pronounced dead. And uh, he had some burns. I don't know the degree. It doesn't say in there either. But I don't know the degree of the burns. But, you know, at the at the temperature that it could be at, you, can, you could be looking at second degree burns if you're on the asphalt for long enough. The whole point is, is like... Yo, like this, there's something, there's a problem with policing with mental affairs as well. Yeah. Like there's a huge problem in it. Um, I talked about the police, the police interaction that happened in Fullerton 
I think it was a couple podcasts ago, but where they shot the unarmed autistic man that was sitting on the sidewalk because he wasn't listening to them, kind of just shut down. Um, but anyways, it's like, yo, this is like, there's a problem here with, and it, reason said it best right there with over policing and yeah. like the aggressiveness of the police department. And, and I think that aggressiveness only gets amplified because there's no, like you could lose your job, but that's few and far between. <laughs> yeah. It's and- like very few and far between. And even if you do, you can still go somewhere else and get a job. Yeah, and I, I, I just, I don't, I'm not, this is not to say that this is a broad, this happens all the time necessarily, but it's just that I don't understand that when these things do happen, that there's no change that comes with it. No. And it's like these, in, these interactions between police and civilians, and maybe they're justified, at least at first, maybe they are at first, like... You know, some crazy person sticking their tongue out and grabbing their crotch outside my property. I'm like, oh, fuck me. I'm going to call the police and get them off of here. It's a legit reason to call the police. Absolutely. But it's just like there's there's crimes that people commit or maybe the reactions to police that you can justify a level of violence that you need to use. Absolutely. It's... It, I and that I can. Understand. I mean, that's what would be expected in the society that we want to live in. Yes, and I think people have that right, and I think our a security force or police have that right to defend themselves against these things. But you have to take. It's not that every situation is going to be dangerous. You have to take precaution and de-escalation techniques for each situation that you handle. Right. And if your first instinct is to level the escalation of violence or intensity of the interaction it's not going to end well right and that's what i was saying about the dispatcher is like it at the same moment like you know what i mean like she was upselling what was happening Mm -hmm. and that's what they do as they get there it's you know you see it in multiple videos hey you're pulled over because your left light's out and it's like you know the person's like no it's not or okay um and then they, they're like, all right, what else is wrong? Yeah, license, registration. License and registration. Uh, have you been drinking? Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And it's like, okay, now I'm getting annoyed because now you're not pulling me over for something that I did. You're fishing for something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of like, hey, your left blinker's out. Um, you all your, right? You need here's your citation, whatever. Or here's a warning. I'm just letting you know. Or, hey, you were speeding. You know, you can't speed. I yeah, need yeah. your license and registration so I can do that. Fine, whatever. Here's my license and registration. Got it. If it was in a, the perfect society, or not perfect, but the society that we envision, it'd be like, all right, you know, I did the wrong thing on this person's private property. This is the people he employs to this say. Is there standard in the rule they imply for their and that, use of their property? And that I voluntarily signed up for. So it's like, all right, cool. Like, I guess so. You know, I, I did something wrong. I'll give you the pertinent documents that you need. But if I'm non-compliant, like, it's like... But then that goes into the whole other situation where where's non-compliance, like, violent? You know, mm-hmm. like, there's certain points where it's like, no, nah, I'm not fucking giving it to you. It's like at our pool. Yeah. <laughs> that, we got kicked out of our pool because we were there after hours. You know, signed a contract, not allowed to be there. Whatever. I get it. Security guard comes... Hey, you guys need to get out of the pool. You know it's locked. 
you're right, man. Like I yeah. got you. And it was like, I'm already doing, I'm already doing what you're asking me to do. And it was like, you're right. I fucking violated the rules. Yeah. Fuck. I'm leaving. You got me. And yeah. that's just, uh, you know, we were ready for it. Like it's whatever. And you know, there's some people that react differently, but it was worth it to me to violate that rule. We got another like 30 minutes of swimming. <laughs> yeah. And, but at the same time, then the guy's like, Hey, I need your fucking, what's your unit number? What, what building do you live in? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, all right, man, now I'm getting annoyed because I'm already doing what you told me to. Yeah. And you didn't, you don't need all of this stuff because you already did your job like that. That should be, be but there's an escalation there. Yeah. And that escalation is, all right, now I have power over these people because I told them what they do and they listened. And it's almost like, you know, I've seen it a lot of times. It happened in the military all the time. But it happens with security all the time. Just like that one guy that we brought up earlier. Where it's like, it they don't probably, they don't, it's probably not at the forefront of their head. But there's something in there that's like, let's see what else I can get from yeah. this. You know? And that's where it, and that's where the escalation is. And you see that a lot in police officers. And that's why I wanted to bring up that dispatcher again. And then, but like with cops in general, it's like uh, that situation in Tulsa. It's like the guy had no fucking um, tags on his plate. And it's like, all right, you can give him a ticket for that. He gave you everything else. He gave him the license. He gave him the registration. Give him the ticket. Move on. And they were like, no, we're going to arrest you. Yeah. And it's like, all right, now I'm not getting arrested. And I don't know. Like that's, that escalation is, is important. Because we're seeing something in America right now where it's like what we were talking about earlier where it's like, all right, now we're finding out where people are starting to draw this line. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to get in that a toward bit, the end. A little bit later. I want to finish our you – have, you have your topic and yeah. then we'll both go in our last one, but then we'll talk more about that. Yeah, the last one is something that happened a couple years ago and it was just something – I think we brought it up briefly on an episode before, but um, it was uh, Jose Guerna. And he's down in Tucson and he was a former Marine. Uh, he was served a no-knock warrant uh, by the SWAT team in Tucson um, a couple years ago. And he was asleep. He worked the graveyard shift the night before. But his wife saw armed cars coming up to the house and she didn't see you know, police or anything like that. So he grabbed his AR-15 and put, told them to hide in a closet. And the big thing was is uh, he was down his hallway when the SWAT team, you can see the video, the SWAT team breaks open the door. The first couple guys look in. They don't even actually go into the house. They see him. They don't say anything. One guy takes a shot and then they all start shooting. They end up shooting like 60 shots and they hit him 22 times. And I mean, the only silver lining in this thing is that the wife and child weren't killed. But Jose Guerrero lost his life. Um, they were serving a no-knock warrant that was uh, for drugs. Um, They thought he was in a drug smuggling ring. They had built this case for months, blah, 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 blah. Found zero drugs inside of his house, zero anything to um, even try to get them on any type of uh, money laundering, drug running, anything at all. So this guy just lost his life for no reason and their justification is that he had a gun. And it's like, well, no fucking shit. And you know what? This guy's not completely innocent. And I was, um, I found out, you know, he has a criminal record and his criminal record was for drugs. And his brother and his cousin 
and his brother's wife and I think his cousin's wife also went down in this drug bust. Um, they went down and so they just assumed this guy was a part of it too or had some ample evidence that this guy was a part of it. But there was zero. There was absolutely zero. And that's – so the problem is, is like these policing techniques hurt innocent people just as much as they get bad guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first off, all these drugs that they were talking about, they say drugs and it's just everybody automatically jumps to like the worst ones. It was for marijuana. It's legal in the state next to us. It's legal and we're surrounded by states that it's legalized in. I think every state around us is illegal. Yep. California, Nevada. Um, I think New Mexico. New Mexico and Colorado. Every state Every state that we touch. Recreational. Uh, it's recreational it. use. It's allowed. And so it's like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Yo, what the actual fuck? Like that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And we have people dying over it. Innocent people that are dying over it. A family that lost – a little boy that went to school that day and came back home to find out that his dad was dead. A yeah. former Marine that smoked weed. Probably because he had a severe case of PTSD. It's probably why he had a full kit. And they, they said that was part of his drug running. Yeah. yeah that he had a like, full kit. Like that should fucking matter. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Even if he was he completely n- never saw war, didn't have PTSD, was it like a supply admin guy or whatever. He... he Whatever, like chose to smoke weed. Maybe he like started a family. Maybe, yeah, maybe he just likes smoking weed. Maybe. But I just, I just knew his well, background. Yeah, he I, did deploy. And- sure, and but it's just saying it's like, um, we like we enforce these things, but it's just like fine if we're going under the justification that these things are illegal. But how far is the government willing to go to enforce these things? Right, because it's like, dude, a no knock warrant. You don't know a fucking thing that's behind that door. Yeah. You don't know. It's dangerous for the cops. It's completely dangerous for the cops. It's way more dangerous for the cops. And sure, I'm sure there's incidents where there was, you know, a violent person. And on when the, the cops side. And the cops, and the cops knocked on the door and they're like, it's the police here. And there was times that someone's like, oh, fuck that. Maybe start shooting through the door. I'm sure those things have happened. I'm sure I'm very positive that's happened. And it's a shitty argument, but that's the but, risk you take to being a cop. But I'm sorry. Fuck you. But you cannot bust into someone's house and then they freak out and pull out a gun not knowing who the fuck it is. And then you fire, what was it, 60 rounds? 60 this rounds. Guy? It's like, like Jesus You don't even Christ. know what else behind is in there. him. You have no idea what's behind and him. And that's the first, like, that's the first thing you get taught in any weapons training. Know what's beyond your target. Yeah, I mean, at least in the military, that's what we get fucking taught. And it's just, it's, it's insane that, that the level that you're, like, I understand that maybe there's some laws that you think are justified in, in, in let's, let's, let's just... You know, I'll make up a little quick scenario. Let's just say this guy was a serial child rapist. He's a terrible person, right? The worst person imaginable. Yeah. And you know not bust into his house, and then he has a gun, and you just unload on that fucking guy. You don't know what's behind him. You don't know who's around him. You don't know anything. Or what does killing, like, how does that bring any of his victims to justice? Yeah, I, I... yeah, I could argue that too, and I, I just don't understand that the negligence and the not understanding of your intense, violent reaction to maybe enforcing a justified law, I don't understand that you can raise it to that level of an aggression. Right. And I I think there is a much better way you can handle it. Surround I'd rather dude. spend more money on like an elaborate trap plan. Yeah. 
As long as no one else gets hurt. Yeah. And I know in this case, no one else did get hurt. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. But, 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 but look honestly, at, that's the huge thing with Brianna Taylor. did get hurt. That's An well, innocent person got hurt. Yes, and that's the huge thing with, like, Brianna Taylor. One, it was the wrong house that they know not raided. The two... The person was already in custody. Yeah, two, the fucking, uh, I think of her boyfriend that did respond and was like, what the fuck, and started firing at the cops... The cops fired back, and they killed a person that had nothing to do with the problem. Yep. And he was like, one, none of them had anything to do with anything. Like it was a, it was a no knock warrant on the wrong house. It was the wrong house. Yeah, because they, and it's the wrong. Like yes, they had a the the the. There's a lot of people will say this. They're like they had a warrant for that, and her name was on it, and so was his. But they already had the guy in custody. That's yes, the it was problem. Mis- it That's was mis- why it's the wrong house. It was misinformation. Yeah. It was not because they had the wrong house necessarily. Right. It was misinformation. I, just wanted, I yeah. just wanted to clear that up so I don't have to fucking get 60 fucking ethnonats in my goddamn <laughs> DMs again. Yeah. But no, I don't give a fuck. It's the wrong house because the guy was in fucking custody. The yeah. guy was in custody. Guess I mean, what? The same thing happened in Texas. There, like, I think was it that was the lady? No, it was... Oh. It was... Um, oh, the people that died behind... No, no, it was this oh. old couple. Am I guessing? I yeah. have so many of these in yeah. the fucking top of my head because yeah. it happens all the time. It was this old couple, and it, uh, I can't oh, remember the name. One. And uh, Tuttle, okay. his last name yeah, was Tuttle. And he, basically, it was a no-knock warrant for heroin and on the wrong house. They busted in, the, the F, at the end of the FBI, the police did not identify themselves. Nope. They were in uh, civilian Clothing. Yeah, they were in black. And they came in. The Tuttle responded with his, I think it was a Magnum, and he fired and took, wounded four officers. And then the other officers came behind and killed him and his uh, girlfriend, I think. I think it was his girlfriend. But beside the point, they found traces of marijuana in their house, and marijuana recreation is illegal in Texas. And that was their justification. For breaking in this dude's house. And killing him. That had heroin that was never found. No relation. It was the wrong house. And they said it was while he was breaking a law. And it's like... So it's okay. So it's okay. And it's just like... I mean, I'm proud that... I'm not proud, but I'm happy that the Texas governor came in and was like, no knock warrants anymore. We're gone. We're done with those. Yeah, that's how it fucking should be. And it should be I'd rather spend an enormous amount of money... On, with our tax because it's getting taken from us anyways yes on this elaborate fucking plan to trap people yes I'd, I'd then rather... take the chance of an innocent person being killed yes because they served a no-knock warrant on the wrong fucking place and that was the my problem with this case and it's like let's say that guy did it but his wife and his children had nothing to do with it you know like the Jose Guerna let's say that was the case well yeah. what do you think that well, now that wife just has to sit there and live in it for the rest of her life. She has to watch her she has loved to clean one. The, yeah. Her children have to watch their dad die right in front of them. Yeah, and what about the house? Oh, he yeah. just had 60 fucking rounds ran through they it. They're not going to clean that up. They're not, no. They're not going to clean that it's gonna up. It's going to be his fault. Oh, yeah. And it's like, what? Like they can't sell it. It's I'm got sure. fucking bullet holes in it. Oh, I'm sure they fucked up the house, too, when they were searching. Yeah. I'm they sure destroyed they destroyed the, the fucking house. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yo, what's the fucking point? What's, like, 
And even if they did fix it, it comes out of taxpayers' money anyway. So it's 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 the citizens' fault. Yeah. The blame always goes to the citizens. Maybe not directly, as in, oh, it's the citizens' fault for electing these the officials that input these laws. But it's their money that gets spent to fix the and problem. We have, and that's why. And that's another reason why taxes go up. But guess what? Phoenix PD just increased our budget again. Yeah. So now we get we have to pay money for their mistakes, and we also have to give them more money. For results that don't actually correct the problem. Yeah, and the thing was with the Jose Guerna one, the city of Tucson, their insurance couldn't cover the amount that they had to pay because he was innocent and they found zero evidence of anything in his house um, and his wife was innocent and obviously his fucking children were innocent. One of them was like eight and the other one was like two. So they were all innocent. So they had to pay a fucking big ass settlement. It was like three point four or four point three million dollars. Well, the city of fucking Tucson can't pay that much out of it uh, insurance. So guess what happened? They took from the surrounding cities <laughs> the rest of the money. Dude, you imagine like and all of the other cities had no comment. The city officials they had no comment every time they were asked because like what the fuck are you gonna say, dude? What do you tell your citizens? Why are we? Why did? $245,000 of our budget just get paid out. Yeah, dude. Could you imagine, like, I was, like, I live in, I don't know, uh, Cincinnati, and some, the police do something terribly egregious and, and fucking terrible. And I live in Cincinnati. And then, or, and, oh, no, no, sorry. I live in Cincinnati, and the police in Cleveland do the terrible, egregious thing. It's fucking awful. And then I have to pay for their crime, for their their misconduct, for their brutality. Right. You're telling me that I live in Cincinnati and the the, the pieces of shit in Cleveland did this, and I have to pay for pay it? for that? Like, what the fuck is like? Yeah, what exactly. kind of loopholes and shit do you have to jump four, through four to cities. justify that bullshit? Four cities around Tucson had to help pay the lawsuit settlement. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, I, I don't know. And, <sighs> I don't know. And this is, this is the last one. I think I have a little bit more notes than you on this, but intervene anytime you need to. Yeah. This is the um, important one. Well, not the important, because they're all important, but this is the most recent, and it's pretty big on our minds. Yes. Um, and it's pretty fucking intense. This one... So this one back happened back. It was in May twenty twenty uh, second and uh, two thousand this year. Um, Ryan Whitaker. Uh, the body cam footage was released July fifteenth. So just to give a little uh, backstory, or just uh, before the incident, um, police responded to a domestic dispute, and in it was a person. It was in an apartment complex. The neighbor was calling the cops of uh, a loud noises complaint. Um, they were being very loud. He said he had to he had to work in the morning and he can't go to sleep because his neighbors were being too loud. Sure, maybe, maybe a legitimate Understand complaint. it's an apartment. I get um, that. So no, uh, nothing really came up with it. I think they actually, the police dispatched a uh, squad to go check it out. And then before the police actually showed up, he called back again. Called back this time, say, hey, they're being really loud. I don't know what's going on there. I feel like I'm hearing uh, doors slam. And the dispatcher gives out the idea, is this a domestic dispute? And then the guy says, um, it, it, I don't know. He's or, like, I don't know. I'll say yes if it will get you here faster. Yeah. 
in the body cam footage before so the cops arrive on scene um the uh cops you can see in the body cam footage that they i mean it's not direct but any normal person would look at this and see the cops are basically saying this is a bullshit call. Yeah, so you can. They, what, did he, what did he say? He said, "Did you hear the dispatch? Can you believe that?" Yeah, that's and what he said. it's. He's like, "Yeah, like." Or and, that was some good info, right? Yeah, some good info, right? And they basically acknowledge to each other, "This is bullshit." I don't really. We we got no information from this. We don't really know the situation. It could be a domestic dispute. It but could it just doesn't be, really sound like it, it could be just neighbors being really loud. So, um. Uh, 33-year-old Jeff Cook and 53-year-old uh, John Fergamo, they police, they show up on the scene, they couldn't find the door at first, they look around, then they find the door, they knock on the door. Once they knock on the door, both officers step to the side. So you can't see them through the peephole. So you won't be able to see them through the peephole. Jeff Cook... Uh, the do- if you're if you're leaving the door, he is on the left side, weapon drawn. John on the other side, he's behind the wall. You can't see him either, but he doesn't have his weapon drawn. So uh, Ryan Whitaker, he's the one that answers the door. He uh, walks out, has his uh, it looks like a handgun, and he has it on his right side, and. He didn't... I mean, clearly, you have no idea who's at the fucking door. And he walks out, you know, with a step in his fucking... uh, A pip in his step. Yeah. He walks... It's the middle... It's uh, Sorry, I'm going to not mention this. It's like 10.50 p.m. Yeah. At at night. And he's Um, a big guy. Like, he's not a small guy. uh, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's a bigger guy. He walks out, immediately has a flashlight in his face, and his gun is behind... It's on his side... Behind his back, the officers uh, or Ryan realizes that this is the police, and then he puts the gun behind, behind his, his back. back. The and backs up. Yes, he puts the um, the Ryan realizes that they put it's the police. He puts uh, his left hand up and and starts to squat on the ground while putting his right hand behind his back. It appears Ryan, at least to me in this video, it appears Ryan was attempting to put the gun on the ground. When Officer Cook, um, on the on his, it would be Ryan's left as he walks out the door, um, Officer Cook fires into his fucking back. Ryan falls to the ground. His girlfriend exits the apartment and asks multiple times uh, to address Ryan while he's on the ground bleeding out. Yeah. And I, at least from the video footage I saw, it looked, it appeared that the officers didn't, Commit first aid in any way. No. It appeared that Jeff, uh, or not Jeff, sorry, John, um, the 53-year-old, the one that did not shoot him, he is talking to the girlfriend, and John, Jeff Cook, sorry, Jeff Cook, it looks like he goes inside the apartment to inspect and see if maybe there's any sort of danger or threat in there. All while that's happening, Ryan is bleeding out on the ground. And you can literally, like, dude, you, you can, can hear literally. This is like heartbreaking. You can literally hear, um, like, you pretty much hear his last breath. You can hear him uh, moan and groan as he's dying on the ground. Yeah. I think, I think Jeff Cook, uh, the officer that fired, I think he fired three rounds into his back. I couldn't really get it if it was three or two. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't really tell. It appears 
that the officers shoot Ryan. They do not attend uh, Ryan uh, with immediate first aid. His girlfriend. So this is when it gets fucking worse. Worse. Because the officer, um, the older one, John, explains that they were here for a domestic dispute. And the girlfriend kept telling him there was no domestic dispute. We are making salsa and playing Crash Bandicoot. They might have been loud. Now, when the cops actually knocked on the door, they did identify themselves. At least they attempted to. They said, hey, this is the Phoenix PD. They knocked and then stepped away. If it's a loud noise complaint where uh, uh, it's loud music or a loud whatever coming from the noises... How the fuck are you going to expect that these people are going to hear what you have to say? Especially when... And then you don't even give them the chance to identify you as they look through a peephole. Yeah. And so, like, the big thing, like, before you move on to what she was saying and what uh, I think it's John is saying to Farragama, whatever his name is. Farragama, yeah. Yeah, Farragama says to the wife, like, so they both back up, right, and they're on each side of this door. Ryan takes this big step out. And you can you can see it in it's his face. It's a bit face. aggressive. Yeah, I'll give it, him it that. Is a it's bit a aggressive, bit aggressive. But I would step out the same way. Oh yeah, it's justified. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying it's not justified. No, it's yeah. completely it's, justified. It's, it's in the middle of the night. It's absolutely aggressive. They do give him commands. They before they shoot, and the commands were get on the ground. Hands, hands, hands. That get was on the ground. Command. Hands, hands. They hands. realized he had a dude, gun, dude. If 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 a cop is yelling hands and a guy has a gun in his hand. And you raise... I'm not lifting that gun. I'm not lifting and that so gun. And so you see him, like, he realized, like, you, there's no way he did not realize it was the police. He understood that it was the police. And you saw that by his action. Yeah. Because his action, his immediate reaction when he heard, get on the ground and hands, you see him raise one of his arms and the other one is going down. It's not like, yeah, it's kind of towards his back. But he's going down. Like, you see his knees lower and him putting the gun, trying to go towards the floor. Before he gets to do that, he is shot. And it's like, yo, that is wrong. First off, utmost, right there, that is fucking wrong. Yeah, and I mean, I mean I'm sure you, a lot of people that saw the video, you can easily look it up online. Uh, the body cam footage from Fragamo has, uh, most of it has been released. And then the... The scene where Cook actually shoots him has been released. But uh, for Gamo, he's the one that you see most of the footage from. And um, there's an argument between the girlfriend and she's basically pleading, can I go check on Ryan? Can I go help him? Can I go and check on her okay? And she's screaming, baby, are you okay? Baby, I hope you're okay. And She's crying. She's freaking out. Yeah. And she's pleading that there was no domestic dispute she's telling them like we were making salsa and playing video games and And he's like well he had a gun and we had a gun and that's what they're saying and as um in 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 an instant she's like is he is he gonna be okay and forgamo basically says i'm leaning toward that he's not as they're not doing anything about it he's literally bleeding out and they're not doing anything about it he like i don't i don't understand because it's like if, if you do shoot someone, like, if it's justified or not, and he's impaired, on the ground, and you, you know, kick the gun away, get the weapon away from him, but, like, Jesus Christ, can you at least commit first aid? Like, just do something, anything, anything at all. Stop yeah. the bleeding. Like, I don't, I don't know 
what you should have done after you fucking basically murdered the fucking dude. But, like, for the love of God, like... Do something. Do something. And... And don't tell the fucking wife that. Like, god damn. Just like, stand there like, as what the you, dude's bleeding out and, and be like, he's not going to be okay. And this is the whole argument. This is the whole argument of, like, it's going to sound wild, like I made a giant fucking leap. But this is the whole argument of why uh, U.S. military in Iraq and Afghanistan doesn't fucking work. Because when you just, like, what do you think she's going to act now when, the next time she needs help? Like, do you oh, think yeah. she's going to call the fucking police? Yeah, of do course. You, like, why would she? They don't do anything to help. And, and and guess what? Like, I'm not saying that she is, but if it was me in that situation, I would be on a fucking vendetta to get both of those cops out of there, and I would be on a vendetta to make some sort of change in the police, like, yeah, like how they do things. And, and, you know, like, it's the same fucking thing. Blowback theory is fucking serious. You want to know why so many people are fucking going out against cops right now? It's because of shit like this. Yeah, and... I mean, I just have a couple questions. It's just like, how is Ryan, if it's the middle of the night, someone's banging on their door, and actually in the video, the girlfriend says that some a couple nights ago, someone has uh, said that people they had someone knock on their door a couple of times, and then Ryan went out there and checked, and no one was there. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's weird. And so Ryan comes out with his weapon, not knowing who's behind it because the officer steps to the side. So how is Ryan supposed to know it was the cops? One, he can't see who it is outside his door. And two, he has a flashlight in his face. Like, how the fuck? Like, what? You can't see anything. Yeah. You can't tell. Especially their who, flashlights. Like, yeah. They're like high-grade flashlights. You can't tell who the hell it is. So it's like, okay, what are you expecting them to do? Why were the police officers on the, I would say, Jeff Cook, why was his gun already drawn? Yeah. Like, you don't know the situation. You already recognized in a discussion before, you already recognized in the discussion before who or uh, that this call was kind of a bullshit call. It doesn't make sense why the, well, you don't understand the situation. The officers understand that this might be a bullshit call. So why are you drawing your weapon? Yeah. Like, it's insane. And, I mean, we already talked about this, but why didn't they treat him? If, if, if he comes out and they shoot him, why didn't they treat him? It's like, I mean, we, we've said this multiple times that in the military, if you do something, if you shoot an enemy combatant after it's clear and everything's safe, you treat the wounded. Yeah, and absolutely. And it's like, what, what the fuck, man? Like, it's required. And I think that, I think that there's, if anyone hasn't seen the video, please go check it out. Ryan Whitaker, you can, you, I mean, you'll it'll probably be the first thing to pop yeah. up. And I think... There has to be, there's these lines that's being drawn. And, you know, when, when cops, yeah, everyone sees it. When cops do something, it, justified or not, it doesn't matter. There's already people siding with the police. And there's already people siding with the person that was involved. Right. And I think there's problems on both sides. I think that people that overly side with the police uh, don't even look at the situation. They just automatically side with the police. Yep. And the person that's involved... If they're killed or injured or abused by the police, it, it, at least it, what it seems like, they'll automatically side with them. And yep. But there's and there's justifications for both of these things, at least both of these reactions. But just because, just because you have feelings or uh, it, uh, you interact you in idea. a way, an idea doesn't mean that's what actually happened. And I just don't understand. There's going. I mean, 
it's like what we were talking about earlier where it's like we're getting to a point like where there's situations that are happening where both you can see that in in many situations either both parties are right or both parties acted wrong and it it happens multiple times it's a lot of times nothing is black and white no and a lot of times the there's not usually cases where one side is absolutely in the right and one side is absolutely in the wrong. We've talked about this plenty of fucking times. Yes. But – and it's like there's this going to be a certain point in our society and I think we're seeing that right now where people are – well, and like you said, people are starting to draw lines. Yeah. And, you know, the government has taken advantage of the people's idea – Thinking that we actually have power in this system. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen the L.A. when there was a person that basically walked up to two cops sitting in a squad car and he shoots both of them. I think arguably any normal person would be like, that's fucking terrible. That's fucking wrong. It is wrong. And that is not acceptable. But we're already drawing these lines that if police are getting injured there's people that are cheering that on yeah and there's people that on the other side when it is a a possible criminal like this or i was gonna bring up ryan whitaker who's clearly innocent yeah and there's people that cheer the police on and they cheer the police on but we've already like i think the biggest thing the problem with most of this thing is the government set the precedent that they can violate the constitution and enforce any sort of laws that they want to and they, justify it behind their idea of what the Constitution is, not based on what we think it is yes. or what was a general understanding, I think, at some point in time yes. what the Constitution actually is. Yes. And that's a hindrance to the government. It doesn't grant government rights or powers. The government has no rights or powers. Yes. The government, for a reason and why the Constitution was written the way it was, in most cases, was by, of, and for the people. So they should adhere to the same things that we do. Yes. And we have seen at this point that they do not. So my biggest thing is that the government obviously violates the Constitution on a daily basis. You Or just in history, you can name every single amendment we have and the government has violated it almost like almost every single one and there comes to a point where if that was the standard that we have the constitution right so the constitution is supposed to protect us from the government they can't violate these rights well the government says fuck that we can do whatever we want in time of crisis or because this is a hindrance to public health or or national security so the government can just disregard the constitution at any point if the Constitution, inalienable, inalienable rights, and all these things is the standard that we're going off of, and the government says, fuck that, we don't care, then why the fuck do citizens have to give a fuck what the Constitution says Absolutely. if government doesn't doesn't care about it anyways? Yeah. So it creates this mob mentality that's going to, that's going to be created because government's not following the Constitution. They're not doing what was supposed to be. They can make up a law whenever the fuck they want. They can justify... Dis- disgusting things they do anytime they want so then the mob will react just like that and they're gonna do the disgusting things that we are against but the government's doing it so, so why the fuck did the civilians and the, and the mob have to follow those laws yeah and it's going to create these lines and I think I mean I think Tim Pool said a year ago on Joe Rogan that this culture war is leading up to a civil war 
And I think you're starting, I think you're going to start to see that. I mean, just the other day, I don't know if this is a gang-related violence. It just happened, like, literally two days ago. But we got blue alerts, and it was because a, uh, a teenager got out of a car and just fired on two cops here in Arizona. In an unmarked car. In an unmarked car at cops that were in uniform and shot at them. Like, they, I don't know what the cops were doing. Not enough has come out. But, like, Jesus Christ. You have someone that's... 17-year-old. A 17-year-old. 17-year-old that's just shooting at cops. And in a lot of people's minds, that's fucking justified. Because of what cops do. Yeah. And then... Exactly. Because cops justify what they do. So cops have this, you know, immunity that they just get away with things that is clearly wrong. That if you replace the uniform and just put a normal person in that place, everyone would say that's wrong. Everyone would say that's wrong. And um, so now, if the cops... <laughs> Shush. If the, if the cops violate the Constitution and the standards we have for society, and they're not held to the same standard that every other civilian is, then civilians are going to start to think that, why the fuck do we have to follow the same laws that are in place for us when they don't apply to certain people that are in government? And they're going to see... You're, it's going to get worse. If you don't apply these things to the cops and you only apply them to civilians, civilians are going to get upset, and maybe they rightfully should, and they're going to actively aggress against cops in an unjustified manner because it's happening against them all the fucking time. Right, and it's like what you were saying with Tim Pool saying that it's bringing up a civil war. It's like, guess what? I'm not fucking taking any part in your guys' bullshit-ass civil war. Yeah, I don't want part of that. I don't want... I don't have... I, I can clearly call out... That kid is fucking wrong. You don't shoot on people that aren't actively doing something against you. Yeah, aggressing on you. Yeah. And, you know, sitting in a car is not aggressing on you. I fucking understand. What cops do on a daily basis is fucking wrong and unconstitutional in most aspects. Yes. I fucking get that. But that doesn't mean you get to go up and shoot them. Yeah. Because guess what that does? That gives them every right to go up and shoot anybody. Yes. If we act on these absolutes that all cops are bad or all cop shootings are justified, then you're no better than the other side of that statement. Like, yeah. you cannot... Don't operate in absolutes. You can't. Only Sith deal in absolutes. Yeah, you... Like, it sounds like a fucking joke, but that's one of the truest lines of the fucking movie. Yeah. And it's like... Like... It's... What Typo was saying about about these law... These lines being drawn, I think is very important. It's something that I said to you earlier. But it's like... Yo, like, even talking to my parents, like, I was talking about these situations, and I was talking specifically about that situation in Tulsa, where it was like, yo, like, that kid, there was something wrong with that kid, first off. There was something wrong there. He took two tasers, still wouldn't get out of the car. <laughs> like, like that's, first off, Jesus, he, like, he wasn't a giant fucking person. Took two tasers, still wouldn't get out of that car. There was some methodical process about that. He moved towards a position that he could grab his gun underneath his dash. So, and he took all that pain that was inflicted upon him of them grabbing him, taking him out of his car, tasering him and everything else. Took all of that and then wait, had his friend come. Like he, I don't think he honestly wanted to shoot these cops, but there was a certain point where he thought in his head, it's life or death. And grabbed his gun, shot both of those cops and killed one. And it's like, yo, first off, those cops shouldn't have done what they did. Yeah. That kid shouldn't have done what he did. Yeah. I don't, but 
I completely understand why that kid did what he did. Dude. What I do not understand is what those, why those cops did what they did. Because yeah. at a certain point, there's some you need to realize, and I don't think they do, you need to realize that something's wrong in this situation. That this could aggress to a certain spot that puts myself in danger as a police officer and the people around me, my fellow partner, and the person that's showing up at some point in time and does before the end of the video puts him in danger and the people driving on this road in danger if this gets into an out-of-hand scuffle. And it honestly went that way. And one officer lost his life because of it. And the thing is, is like there those lines that I was talking about and that you were talking about being drawn, they are being drawn. People are going to start doing that. Yeah. Where they are not going to care the repercussions of that because they will be protected at a certain point. Not yet. They won't be yet. But at a certain point, they will be justified in the eyes of the mob or the rest of the population that that is okay. And you know what? Like, I kind of agree with that kid. Oh, I yeah. I understand. I understand. Because you can be empathetic to that situation. Yeah. I, he thought he could have died. And, and that's the justification cops use. I mean, it's every time. And it's 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 very true. Like I'm not saying that every cop on the force is, you know, doing these egregious things. But when they do happen and there's no repercussions for them, you're setting a tone. And when you set that you set tone, the example. When you set that tone, people don't respond to that. Like they do not like that. You set the tone that the people can get away with it. And don't get me wrong, there's some. And then you let the idea creep in that people can get away with it. Yeah, and that, and it's just like, well, if it doesn't matter what the cops, if they're right or wrong, if they're wrong and they can do something and get away with it, why the fuck would anyone that is a civilian listen to them? Why? Like. Why would you listen to them? They could be completely goddamn wrong about this situation and you could swear up and down that they are wrong and that you might be justified. Let's just say you are justified. How far are we allowed the police to do something before we, you say it's no more, right? When's the line and the government's been crossing that line and pushing that line as far as possible. And and maybe the media is hyping up these police incidents more than they should. Maybe in certain instances, I agree with that. In other instances, yeah. not so much. But I there, don't anymore. But there is a standard, and there is something that like cops are not flawless. Like it is not. It's not that they just they do these things and there's no repercussions. It's not. That's not how our society should work, or any society should work. If anything. Cops should be held to the same, at least, at the very least, they should be held to the same standard as the population. As the population they're supposed to protect. And if they're not even being held to that same standard, you're setting a tone for people that are not, and it's probably been like this for years. It has. It's it's absolutely been happening for years. I mean, just within the last 10 years, you've seen the idea of police violence, like, yeah. And, you know, defund the police sentiments for a long time. And, you know, I'm all. I like abolish the police, not defund them. Yeah, abolish them. Yeah, because and in most, and it's like what we were saying earlier. There could be fucking good apples, but when the tree is rotten, it doesn't matter how good that fucking apple is. When the rest, when the place that it grew from is rotten, you're a product of your environment. No matter how much you fight against it, and that doesn't mean that you can't go out of your way, but. You have to be the tip top of that tree so you can get the nutrients that you need to be good. Yeah. 
And I'm sorry, the majority of the tree does not fall into the sunshine. Most of that tree and where those apples grow are in the shade of the top. And so the top will continue to wear that glossy shine that nice green or red apples have while the rest of it is rotten and can be because all people see is the outside. Yeah. And, you know, like as long as we keep like, – that's the problem. Like I have – on individual basis, I probably do not have that much of a problem with a police officer that I – just found out as a police officer. I could probably talk to him for fucking hours true. about shit. Very and you true. know, there's probably plenty of times where he agrees with a lot of what I say. Yeah. Look at Pat. Pat is a shining example of this. And like, I'm just like, as an example, that is. And you know, I've, I've known cops. There's plenty of Marines that get out and become cops. Like we've known my, cops. My grandfather was a cop. Yeah. Yeah. And your dad was a correctional officer. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, they're not the same, but they're very similar. Yeah. But it's like, I can, I, and I don't want to kill any of them. No. They're a product no. of the environment that they're in. And you could say the same thing about U.S. military. Yeah. So there's a certain point, and we talked about this earlier, and we don't know where the line lies. No. But the line that is going to be drawn is when is it okay to like – Because the line was the Constitution. Yeah. That was the line where like the government couldn't cross and what then I, civilians meant, couldn't – Well, what I meant was the base. line that I was talking about was the line that we were talking about that it was set during Nazi Germany where – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the line that I'm talking about. The Nuremberg about. trials. That during and... the Nuremberg trials, there was a line that was set where there's a certain point where it's like – there's people that have immunity because they were told what to do and that's what they did. Yeah. But there's a certain aspect that personal responsibility plays into this. Yes. And it plays into it on both sides. It doesn't have – like I'm not just talking about cops at this point. Going up and shooting two cops. I can't say unarmed because obviously they're fucking armed. But basically acting as if they're unarmed, sitting in their vehicles yeah. is not fucking okay. It's not. It's terrible. And there is plenty of people that are saying that is. And the only reason why I say the Tulsa one, I honestly don't agree with the cops and I kind of side with the kid is because I don't think not paying your tax, your road tax, the fucking registration tags for your vehicle is an arrestable offense no matter if you have previous offenses. Yeah. I do not think that's an arrestable offense. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the cops have the right to kidnap you and throw you in a fucking cage. And that's my thing right there. And that's why I understand that kid and his reasoning. And is he justified? I don't fucking know because I don't know where the use of force lies in that aspect. But I know if he goes – if he went to court for those those tags after, you know, fighting back against those officers, he's going to be fucked for the rest of his life. So – he took the chance that he might get away yeah. and he has to live with the fact that he took a person's life and severely maimed another one. But that's the line that's scary is that we don't know how far those instances are going to go. Yeah. When's the next time a cop is going to show up at somebody's door and they have no idea why they're there and they won't open up and the cop stays. And the cops are already setting the tone that yeah. if you do defend yourself, rightfully so, at least in... A lot of people's opinion. If you do defend yourself, you will get arrested and possibly charged with murder. They've already set that tone. And it's like uh, it's like the uh, there was one other case that I was going to talk about, but it was three kids. Whatever. It was a it was a really bad case, but two other kids in the car 
after they shot and killed one of the 19-year-olds that got out of the car and had a gun, um, they got charged with, or three other kids were in the car, and they ranged from the ages of 19 to 14, was the youngest. They got charged with first-degree murder because the one kid got killed by the cops, and since they were involved in the situation, they're the ones that get charged from first-degree murder. The father of the kid that got killed was asked by the police department to testify against those kids to catch the murderers. And he's like, not until those police officers are in jail will I do it. And that's the other thing. This kid that in Tulsa, the friend that showed up is also being charged with first degree murder for those cops because he didn't stop it. Well, he didn't ever approach the car in the video. Yeah. But that's, that just destroyed that kid's life. And that's, uh, there's lines being drawn on both sides and who's going to win where the draw, where the drawn line is, is going to be very important in the coming months because I honestly believe it's getting very fucking dangerous. It's getting and very it doesn't, it, yeah. And those lines are getting very easily crossed because they're set so far on one side or the other. Yeah. Once the government just starts and drawing it, lines, whatever they want and they, they have pushed drawn, that line as far as they want. You're going to see pushback from society drawing lines whenever the fuck they want. Yeah, and that's where we're at at this point. And it's it's getting to a point where, you know, we'll see onesies and twosies of certain situations that are very egregious and would be egregious in the society that we ideally want mm-hmm. and people would not react well to. But at this point in time, there will be sides that take each one of those sides and push it further past the point and we'll continue to see this for the next year maybe two years until it reaches a boiling point that it's like all right the the line is drawn and we both know where that line is and we'll see who fucking crosses it and once somebody fucking crosses it it's going to be bad yeah and i mean like i mean look at the the lockdowns the lockdowns they that was a line that that was was a line that was drawn that was a line that was drawn the, 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 the lawmakers made the law that you can't peacefully assemble because of this virus and people violated it and you saw a lot of conservatives that were adamantly against this they were like what the fuck like the the blue that we back full heartedly are enforcing these one laws that completely violate the constitution, constitution. absolutely they completely violate down to the there's no, there's no justification you can. I mean, you can possibly maybe use the justification of science and fucking, it's for your own public safety. But if we're just going to say that anything's public safety, anything's at a public point, safety, you can argue so, it from yeah. any point of view. Then, then fuck the constitution. Yeah, absolutely. Why? We should only listen to science at that point. Yeah. And so now we're Scientologists. Yeah, and it's just fucking like, Tom Cruise is my master. <laughs> and it's just like Jesus, like. If, if the government sets the tone that cops can get away with these things, these terrible fucking things that, that any normal person would do, that they would be thrown in a fucking cage for, that will let cops get away for that, then why can't... If, they, if that's the standard, then civilians are going to create their own fucking standard. Right. They, there's, no, there's no law anymore. The law is gone. The, 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 they can make a law out of nothing. They can write some bullshit on a piece of paper, and it's okay. And that's been the, that. It's been like that for a long time. Oh, it's been like yes, it's been like that for a long time. I'm just saying that uh, now, now it's very clear. It's getting clear. You got lockdowns, and you got these riots, and then like thing, everything's getting out of control. Police interactions between civilians is increasing exponentially, and now everyone has a different opinion. 
in the libertarian community, everyone has a different opinion. In the, in yep. the conservative or Republican, everyone has a different opinion. The Republicans will sit there and say that the the laws that they were enforcing were well, like, well, you can't blame the police. It's the law that's made. And it's but like, then they'll sit there and be like, well, then now they're enforcing these bullshit lockdowns. And then they'll be like... They blame the police oh, for not standing up for them. Oh, they're blaming the police for that. And it's like, oh, but I thought they were just following the law. So you better have a fucking standard between civilian and cops before you start to make an argument about something. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think there's I don't think there should be any deviation between the two. No. There, there shouldn't, shouldn't be. there should not be a standard drawn between In my opinion, at the very least, police should be, should be held, held to, the to the same standard. standard. In my opinion though, I think they should be held to, to a, a higher, higher standard. standard. Yeah, that's the whole fucking point because they're a government agency. Like they should be. And like I think that's the biggest thing is there shouldn't be a deviation between cops and civilians. They should be doing it's a, it's a fucking job. It's a fucking job. Yes. It's not fucking rocket science. You don't get the shiny badge doesn't mean you're a class A citizen and we're all class B citizens. It's a fucking job. Like that's all it is. It's a tough job. It can be a tough job. You agreed to it. You agreed to it. You can voluntarily do it or not. You can leave it any time you want to. And just because you experience some terrible, terrible situations, which I'm sure some cops do, they experience something absolutely, absolutely horrendous, does not justify your actions for the next case that happens when it's an innocent person. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing where it's like, and there's a personal responsibility that comes with being a cop. Like, I'm sorry, you, and you know, honestly, my mom said this today and I, I actually really agree with it. And I always bring her up because, you know, we fall so differently on the scale and it's funny to see how she's starting to not come over to the libertarian idea, but she absolutely um, understands yeah. where I'm coming from and how the idea intersects with what she believes it's crazy being right. <laughs> it, right. And so like we were talking about it today and it was like she's she's the one that brought up – the because I was talking about Tulsa and she's the one that brought up fucking um, like – but where's their perso- personal responsibility come in? And it's like when as a cop do you say, oh shit, this is getting out of hand. Maybe we need to reevaluate this instead of being like, nope, I'm going to continue this because I'm right. And just because you're right doesn't mean it's right in that situation. And just because you're a cop doesn't mean you're fucking right. Because you signed up you're to human. follow. Well, yeah. First off, you're human. And you signed up to protect the Constitution or to do the bidding of the Constitution. That's one of your oaths is to, you know, that those are the laws that you are trying to enforce. And just because you've made justifications for laws that are out there and say that they uphold the constitution that doesn't mean they do and just because you were told those justifications were correct justifications doesn't mean they are you have a responsibility as a police officer as any public servant to question those things and they are not yeah and that's why these lawns these lines being drawn fuck that's going to be so hard to say for some reason these lines being drawn are super important and are incredibly chaotic and arbitrary and very arbitrary because one side has obviously taken advantage of the power that they've been given and consistently and constantly continue to do so take advantage of that power that they've been given 
And now the other side is realizing that they've lost all their power. Yeah. In the court of law that we have agreed, we have agreed upon. Yeah. You, or have been born into because I never an agreed animal, upon You it. back an animal into a corner. They're only going to put up with it so long before they fight back. And I think people are done. Yeah. People and are going to start at least. It's. I think. I think these interactions between police and regular people are only going to get more. They're going to get worse. They're going to get worse before they get better. And I don't know the solution exactly, but. These policies that are constantly being enforced. I mean, God damn, we're probably in the most authoritarian state um, that um, in my lifetime that I've ever seen the uh, U.S. government uh, take advantage of everyone and just put them in the situation that you have to do these things. And if you violate this, you will be arrested. I mean, these lockdowns are fucking terrible. And well, they and violate the almost. The thing is, like, people will justify it by, like... We live in the 1% of the 1% of all time of humanity. And it's like, I agree with that statement. I'm yeah. not saying we don't. But that doesn't make things right or justifiable that are wrong and unjustified. And Americans, uh, we live to a standard of certain amount of freedoms. And we've been in those certain standard of freedoms. And you can possibly slowly narrate those freedoms over time. In which I and think that's, that's what's happened. Absolutely. But when you shut down someone's freedom to do something right away and then there's no sign of when they're going to end no sign at all or at least the goalpost for these blockers keeps, keeps moving people aren't going to put up with it very long and, yeah. it, and, and then, things are going to get really bad and now it's like you said there's more interaction with police because people are upset and people are starting to understand why there's a certain reaction towards police yeah and I don't know. It's it's a culture war, and it's on the brink of a civil war, in my opinion. And, and I'm I, not taking part of your guys' bullshit-ass civil yeah, war. I'm not taking the cop side because that's the government side, and they're the one that caused this problem. I'm not taking the mob side because they're a it's the fucking mob, and it's no different. It's a ra- it's just irrational, and they have no no end state. No end state, and I I mean I don't know what to do, and I don't know what the answer is, but it would better these politicians better understand that people won't put up with this and then honestly i think more the people that are enforcing these laws the police should understand that things are going to get much more violent if you try to enforce this bullshit and it's like or anything like that is there a war against police you're fucking goddamn right it is and guess who threw the fucking first stone police that's that's it yeah it's your fault you're a police officer and you watch and you listen to us I'm sorry I'm sorry it may not have been you but the die has been cast and it's not in your fucking favor no it's not there's a lot more civilians than there are police officers and yes you may have superior firepower at this instance and I honestly don't even believe that statement. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot. I no, actually, I know there's a lot more armed civilians. Well, I understand that, but I know a lot of those armed civilians are on the back, the blue side. That's true. But so what really I'm know. saying is, at this point in time, but, the yeah. amount of guns that have been sold in this year alone has been astronomical compared to any time in history of a the lot, United yeah. States. A lot of liberals are buying guns. Exactly, and I, I don't know what's more dangerous: a person that's a fucking dangerous with a gun. Because he's good or a person that's dangerous with a gun because he's bad. Yeah. I and, don't know. You know, good fucking luck. I'm not taking part in it and you can fucking fend for yourself. 
I will defend myself and I will defend my family and my property and the people that I care about, my friends, but I'm not taking – and you guys aren't going to pull me into this bullshit where it's like, well, Luke, if we don't back the police, you're allowing the riots to happen. And it's like, no, you're fucking allowing the riots to happen. I'm not in charge of policing your fucking property. Yeah. You're in charge of policing your fucking property. <laughs> yeah. Those people are in charge of policing their fucking property. There's a certain point where you have to realize you have to protect yourself. And putting myself at the disadvantage to protect your property because of your ideology is not in my advantage to protect myself. And that's upfrontly or the people around me. And upfrontly, that's way more important to me. And that's honestly what libertarianism is. Like it fucking that's what Rothbard talks about. There's preferences and that's my fucking preference. And I bet you a lot more people agree with me on that preference than agree with you. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. I got out my fucking say. <laughs> I don't know. This was like a intense episode. Sorry, but yeah, got a little longer than we thought, but I uh, hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Not very uh, funny as the the last three episodes have been. <laughs> but the last episode that we did, which comes out on Friday after this episode, will be with Shane Hazel. <laughs> that one was funny. Yeah, check out the Radical podcast with Shane Hazel. Uh, I think our episode that we just did with him comes out next Friday. And uh, we had a lot of fun. We actually talk about reasons to join the military if you hate yourself. <laughs> yeah, sarcastically, <laughs> reasons to join the military. And then... Um, you know, I just want to give a shout out to AZ Thingalorian. Um, he's still running our merch page. Uh, it's on his website, Spirit of Resistance. He does, like, we gave him our design and he does all the graphic design for the t-shirts and stickers and all that stuff. So, uh, big shout out to him and you guys should go check out that and buy some merch so we can um, make some money. Hells yeah. You know, capitalism. Um, I'm selling my vote. Uh, <laughs> if you know anybody that is honestly really caring about this... Send them my way. I'll take Venmo, Bitcoin, fucking cash. I don't give a shit. I'll do... I'll vote for whoever the fuck they want. I don't care. Yeah, I'll put an auction, dude. Fucking... Whoever yeah. gives me the most money, I'll vote for whoever the fuck you want. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I'm down with that. So, um... Yeah, go follow our shit. Typo? Um, I just want to say that things on this, this weird culture war that's being ramped up on all sides... I don't know how this election is going to be. I don't know how the future is going to be. And I don't know what kind of America will be next year. Um, I'm hoping for the best. But in reality, everyone should expect the worst. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the bleak fucking reality right yeah. there. And uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking shit show. We out. <laughs>